Attention, satanic socialists. Oh, my God. This is the home of a patriotic Christian family. We work hard and pay taxes. We do not celebrate Satan's day. Oh my God. We do not give away free candy to lazy, entitled freeloaders. That's socialism right there. No handouts. Welcome to America. Wow. If you want candy, get a job and find Jesus. <laughs> Welcome to episode 207 of Pub Theology Live, a weekly conversation on life and faith over a craft brewed pint, a fine wine, or whatever happens to be in your glass. On today's episode, the Reverends Ogan Holder, Shannon Weston, and yours truly, Brian Burkoff, address and engage what's happening through a theological lens with a good brew in hand. And that good brew might be in one of these, Pub Theology Live pint glasses whether you're a longtime listener or you're new to the show if you want more content and one of these glasses free of charge become a patron by the end of the month you got four days five days i can math five days so head over to patreon.com slash pt live start at seven dollars a month become a patron and we will send you one of these pint glasses absolutely free and a big thank you to our current sponsors this week, we'll be talking about Halloween, scary Bible stories, and why everyone should hate candy corn. Here, here. <laughs> so what are we drinking today, fellas? Uh, I have the last beer in the house. I don't know how this Belgian-style wheat ale escaped me all summer, but Ooh. it is called Dayfall Belgian White by Stone Brewery. And they are, where are they? I don't know where they are. It doesn't say on the bottle. All the way from Santa Barbara County, California. Um, let's see. Oh, we got we got we got a little write up here. Lots of Belgian style wheat ales out there. None quite like Dayfall. In fact, take all preconceived notions about the style gently with a quick look to make sure no one's there and chuck them out the window. At Stone, we tip our hat to tradition while simultaneously blazing our own way in that spirit. We chose bergamot oranges for the complex character and layered them with a back note of citra hops. The result is this insanely refreshing and remarkably unique beer. That is quite a lead up. It is quite the lead up. Insanely refreshing. Insanely. Insanely refreshing. Insanely. I'm still trying to find out where this Dayfall Brewery, you think Stone Brewery, you think they would have put it on the bottle, but they didn't. Well, why he looks, Brian, what are you drinking today? Well, it is uh, rivalry week here in Michigan, so I am drinking a Haze and Blue uh, New England IPA brewed by Big Lake Brewing here in Holland, and it's a takeoff on uh, my university's colors, Maize and Blue, and this week Michigan plays Michigan State on Saturday, and for the first time in the history of these institutions, they are both 7 and 0. Wow. That is exciting. Go blue. Look out, Spartans. Mm. <laughs> mm. 
Um, I, even though it is Halloween and I do love me some pumpkin beer and we, um, we do have a little in the house, but not my favorite. And so I am chose a little bit of a different, uh, avenue to Halloween and I'm drinking the Brewer's Art Resurrection beer. Um, even though it's usually my Easter beer, it's also can be used for Halloween as the day of the dead and everyone rises. So I love it. I'm drinking Brewer's Art. It's out of Pottstown, Pennsylvania, but there's a Brewer's Art um, restaurant and brewery here in Baltimore. So I consider it local. Close enough. Yeah, I didn't even realize. I thought it was uh, a Baltimore institution. Yeah, it's technically brewed. Like their, their brewery is in Pennsylvania, but... Um, they're considered a local, local yeah, beer absolutely. Here. That's a great beer. So, uh, Stone Brewing, they started in San Diego County, California, California, Escondido, and now they also have another brewery here on the East Coast in Richmond, Virginia. Oh, so nice! It's a bi coastal wow. operation, and um, I think and what's what's the phrase they use insanely, uh, remarkably unique beer. Mm, it's it's tasty but that's a stretch <laughs> it's remarkably plain and ordinary <laughs> it's, i mean it's nice but nothing to write home about on to today's topics all right so we t- we ask this every year and i'm going to change it just a tiny bit Ooh. best and worst halloween candy but i just want to change it to be like Halloween specific candy. Like, I don't know is, what. It, give me an example of a Halloween specific. Well, candy. candy corn is a Halloween specific candy, but like, um, is there something that like it's not just your favorite candy, but like the thing in the bag that you were so excited to get? Like that. I guess I want to ask it that way, rather than you know when we come to Easter and Christmas and we're like, what? What's your favorite Christmas candy? You know, like, what's your favorite one to get on Halloween? Okay. Or when you were stealing it out of your kids' bags in the middle of the night, what were you taking? Right. That's, that's a good way to put it. That's the question. Yeah. Well, for me, it's always Skittles. Like Skittles is my mm. still my favorite candy. Um, I love me a good Kit Kat and a Twix. So the Twix minis, I so I should reverse that, change that order. Skittles, Twix, then Kit Kat. I'm gotcha. not a fan of of peanut butter and chocolate combination, even though I like them both separately. So, I didn't I didn't steal the Reeses. Yeah. Um, you know, <clears throat> M and M's are eh, take them or leave them. If they're, are they, they're like I'll take the peanuts. Yeah, I'll take the yeah, peanut, peanut M&Ms. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I always went first for the Skittles and and the Twix. And yeah, yes, right. worst candy corn still always. Oh, 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 yeah, I understand. Oh. People still make that. Mm-mm. man i do like candy corn just gonna say uh, for all the haters out there it is quite nice and it feels like fall when the candy corn comes out because it is a it's a fall and it tastes like earwax i mean whatever I say, it tastes like the rotten leaves in a fall <laughs> one of my favorite like. one of my favorite candy bars is a payday and when you have candy well, corn with peanuts it's a lot like a payday which feel i feel like that should tell you something i don't know Tells me I've got. So what do you good... steal, Brian? What do you okay. steal out of the kids' bags? Okay, so out of the kids' bags, I like uh, drops, like the colorful, really? the colorful gummy drops. 
that like stick your stick in your teeth man i am so judging you on all of these and then i also <laughs> like what's the what's the chocolate one that also sticks in your teeth they come in the little box like there's the whoppers which you uh milk dudge which are my number one steal milk duds milk duds Caramel and chocolate combo, baby. Any day, I will take it all. See, I'll take milk duds and Rolos and whatever mm. else has caramel and chocolate in it. Absolutely. Now I yes. read you. One hundred percent. Those tiny boxes, and you know what? They used to only have three in them because I bought my um, Halloween candy early, like a dumbass, and I already <laughs> opened it, and I'm stealing all the milk duds out of it. And they put like five or six in them now. I was so happy. <laughs> Finally. I love it. I love I it. Well, we know what your you, worst is. Um, I, I don't know that makes you a dumbass if you steal it, if you buy in Halloween candy early, therefore you get candy early. Okay. Well, what happened was here's Pretty what happened. Smart. <laughs> what had happened was uh, it was um so Thursday is our oldest daughter's birthday, but two weeks ago we had her slumber party for it because this is Halloween and you know, up and, and just a whole bunch of stuff happening this weekend. So we had it a couple of weeks ago and I bought it for her party. And then, you know, we, and, and whatever was left was going to use for Halloween. And, but then it was open and I started eating it. Whatever was left, whatever, 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 was, all, whatever was meaning left. I took out all the milk duds and didn't give them to any of the girls. There you go. Um, That's cool. So That's cool. my worst candies on Halloween are the things like you just mentioned, Brian, like the dots, the Smarties. Smarties, I, I love Smarties. Now, sweet tarts I love, but like Smarties, I don't like. Oh my gosh, you know what I will steal too? I'll steal some Double Bubble. I will yeah. totally, because it's not anything I ever buy. Right. And I and it the and gum? the flavor lasts for about three seconds and then mm. I spit it out. But yeah. I just love it. I just yes. love it. I was, I was a Hubba Bubba fan back in the day. Yeah, yeah. Like, it's it. just that really sugar, pure sugar bubble gum. So, so, Brian, I just looked up, I don't know if you ever looked this up, what candy corn is actually made of. Earwax. And well, you're going you're gonna, <laughs> to love you're going to love this. So, you know, the usual horrible stuff, corn syrup, artificial coloring, flavoring, all that sort of stuff. But this I did not know. Uh -oh. The smooth outside coating is made from lac resin. An insect secretion from lac bugs found in Asia. Oh wow. No, it doesn't say oh, which so, secretion. Okay, don't look up my favorite candy. Don't tell me what my favorite candy ingredients are. Made like, I don't want to know. I don't also know. used in milk duds. Yeah. <laughs> right. Also, the plastic coating on all of your favorite candies. Oh, the man. one redeeming quality of candy corn is the only nutrition comes from sesame oil, which is high in vitamin that's e, the so. one nutrition it's the one thing <laughs> and it's like a an eye drop full <laughs> in a whole bag yeah 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 what mm. is it what was the candy that was like melts in your mouth not in your hand and i was like that's because it's covered in plastic <laughs> like, yeah like, wasn't that m&ms i think it was m&ms yeah. yeah but i was like that's because you put something horrible on it <laughs> to not let it melt in your mouth <laughs> Or in your hand, anyway. All right, wow. sorry, I'm deep diving into what lac bugs are now. Okay, oh, we're oh, okay. I'm, move, I'm moving on. Earth to Earth to Ogan. <laughs> um, do we think McCammy? McCammy? Yeah. Right. Why not? McCammy Minor Manor. Manor is Manor. Right, because it's a house, not a person. It's a house. Okay, okay, friends. This is what it looks like when Shannon doesn't read the questions ahead of time. Yeah. <laughs> 
Take it from the top. Oh, there's an <laughs> MC and then a K. So Mick McCamey. McCamey. I'm gonna go with McCamey. McCamey Manor is a haunted house that is so extreme that potential visitors must apply to enter, sign a 40-page waiver, create a safe word. Oh my God. Do a Facebook screening. This sounds like uh, one of my dates. Um, furnish, <laughs> furnish proof of a recent physical before getting inside. Also, it lasts for eight hours. Would you do this? You should call a doctor if it lasts for eight hours. Seriously. Would you do this? Bonus, anyone who makes it all the way through gets $20,000, but to date, nobody has. F no. <laughs> yeah, 20 grand's not enough. 200 grand, maybe. Maybe, maybe you try. Maybe you maybe try. I, maybe I try for that. But... It's kind of like our question with Eli a few weeks ago, right? Yeah. <laughs> when, that's, Which for, and... for those that missed that episode, what was that question? <laughs> well, it was sort that one was based off of uh Squid Game. Squid Game. Like, how oh, much right. danger would you put yourself through for a potential financial reward? And this is that, similar. That is not enough. Yeah. And you know what's interesting? I and I actually think this is an interesting part. Is like there would. Don't get me wrong. I could use twenty thousand dollars. Sure. But like, that's not enough. You know. There, but also, also, what are we doing over the course of eight hours? Right. <laughs> I like, know. How big is this house? How big is the house? How many different things are coming at like, you over the course of eight hours? I, I feel like know. after like three hours, I would have hit like threshold and just like nothing. Would like, don't me. you just go numb? Right. So, like, have Navy SEALs tried this? Like, I want somebody who's like CIA trained yes. to like try to make it through. Right. Like people who are like trained in getting captured and tortured and blah 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 and well, apparently there's like snm bondage vibes too right safe word the waiver i'm sorry i just i had to go there like there's no, no part of this that isn't like this sounds like some people who go on dates that i know like <laughs> and there's a huge wait list to even like get to be able to do it well, some people, some people do like their haunted houses, right? So, you know, we'll, we'll give them that. Some people, I don't know, like to be shocked and scared. Uh, you know, we'll, we'll give them that. Yeah. I do like the twist of, you know, the, the 20 grand as opposed to, yeah. as opposed to, I'm assuming, I'm assuming that you don't pay to do this or do you have to pay a fee to go in? That's a good question. I, I didn't see that in the article. Most haunted houses, obviously, that are this fancy, you have to pay. You an have to pay, yeah. right? Which I would think would be like anywhere from ten dollars to maybe forty dollars or something. Ogan is our fact checker today. I'm gonna I'm I'm look that up. <laughs> I'm gonna look that up um, while you guys keep talking. Yeah, I think if they they started this maybe in a state out west, and then they opened one in Tennessee and. I think they have three locations that was so popular and I'm thinking who wants to do an eight hour anything? Oh, you also have to pass a background check. What the hell? <laughs> Seriously. Yeah. Well, cause like... they don't want any Navy SEALs in. Cause then they I was going to gonna say, away. they don't but wanna... like, but what I want, but what I want is like, I want a Navy SEAL to go through it and then like talk about, yeah talk about it like compare it to their experience exactly like let's you know i don't want somebody who's actually been uh traumatized through capture or whatever i just want i want a trainer i want an instructor i want you know somebody who like um yeah 
who does this, but I don't go in regular haunted houses. Why would I go in this haunted house? No, like, oh, oh no, no, no. Oh, that I is, li- I like a haunted. I house. don't do jump. I, I, I don't watch basketball because the buzzer like surprises me. <laughs> they have a countdown clock. You know it's coming. No, sometimes you don't know it's coming. The countdown ones, you know, but when there's a substitution, you don't necessarily know. Like you have to be yeah, hyper aware all the time. It's a loud you, horn in a it basketball. It is a arena. loud horn. And yeah. like, I just can't deal with that level of stress in my life. <laughs> we do, we do have enough now. All right. So I don't see anything about a fee, but I'm looking at some photos right now and we got like spiders, like, well, I mean, looking like real spiders not you, well, and lack bugs. All right. <laughs> Probably lack bugs too. People covered in secreting for your um, candy for corn your later. Halloween pleasure. <laughs> there you go. By the way, if anybody wants to look this up, it is M C K A M E Y Manor. So dot, look that up. And and we're not oh, endorsing. Just, yeah, we're not endorsing this. <laughs> we're just saying if you want to look it up, that that's that's the way to do it. Yeah, enter um, at your own risk. And. And, and it, including the website, apparently. So it's a uh, Huntsville, oh. Alabama, Nashville, Tennessee. We give them way. Oh, well, the Huntsville part makes sense. Uh, but <laughs> nothing, nothing about uh, nothing. I've about, been to uh, Huntsville. That makes sense to me. You gotta they sell merch. I have some cousins that live near there. <laughs> oh, I love I love in their menu items. The really, the very last thing in their menu items is you really don't want to do this. <laughs> wow. People are getting tied up and being sprayed with with blood. I guess you know ink. Who but works at this place? People are being bound and gagged. It might be real blood. People are being bound and gagged. It's okay. I don't seriously. Understand. Yeah. If, if you have a fetish, try it. But <sighs> seriously, other than that, oh my god. If they're if they're gagging you, what good's a safe word? Yeah, and does does everyone working there know your safe word? Like, oh, sorry, we forgot to give it to Gerald. Exactly. <laughs> Who's in the diamond business? And now you have a friend in the diamond business. No, okay. So <laughs> Matthew 25, 30 says, throw out the worthless slave into the outer darkness. In that place, there will be weeping and gnashing of teeth. What is the scariest story in the Bible? Brian seriously (laughs) that like by the way can i put this like of all the verses to pick like not the psalm where we're bashing babies heads against rocks or whatever but like math this is right before when i was hungry you gave me food like this is right before like the liberal text to lift up like the liberal christian you know, mantras of... Have you, you know. read anything from Revelation? <laughs> I, I mean, I thought about one of the verses about dashing babies, but then it talked about ripping open pregnant mothers. And I just thought, I felt traumatized just reading it. I couldn't even write it out. No, I appreciate you not making me read that, but it was just like, I, anyway. I'm, soft, uh, soft lead it. <laughs> yeah, like that was not a, that was like, a, well, he's, we he's did a gi- quick, a quick one on that one. He's given us room. He's given us room, mm. you know, uh, but scariest story. I mean, yeah, there, I mean, there's, there's just some nightmare stuff in Revelation, you know, if you, yes. if you look at it sort of deal, but uh, again, shout out to, uh, shout out to, um, oh my God, what, what was the name of the TV show? Left Behind, mm. the books, oh, the wow. Left Behind books. 
and all that nonsense. Okay. I did read the first book because I had to, I, they came out when I was in seminary and one of my professors was like, read it. I'm going to make you read it. Mm. So read it. And like, it was, okay, let me just say this. It was terrible theology. Yes, we can all agree on that. Yes. It was bad writing. Mm, like it is a too. badly written book. It's horrible. <laughs> um, okay, so off the top of my head, the most horrible stories of the Bible, the scariest. Okay, scariest. Yeah, scariest. Not, not necessarily most scariest. horrible. Not like just horrible, but like scary. I... I really do. And I'll start here. Like, I really do feel like the setup at the beginning of Job of the idea that there would be some sort of a God and an entity that says, let's just, let's just fuck with this guy. That is terrifying to me. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it is like, it's legit scary to me. Just the opening of this, this fallen angel and God just going, yeah, well, I bet you your best servant on earth isn't as good as you think he is. Like yeah. that is like, whoa, do not mess with us like that. We I mean, that, that was creatures. like, that was like early draft Kings, you know, right? like, <laughs> up in the ante. Like, I just that is terrifying to me. That is absolutely terrifying to me. There you go. I said one. <laughs> there, there you go. Uh I know. Um I can't I can't really think of anything. Oh, I, so here's what I was thinking of uh, while you're thinking. Uh this the one that feels Halloween-ish is when Samuel appears to Saul as a ghost. As a ghost. Oh. You know, like he's conjured up by the witch of Endor. Like yes. nothing could feel more Halloweenish than that story. I feel like. But there were those cute little Ewoks on there, and <laughs> exactly <laughs> the witch of Endor. Exactly, <laughs> and and he's a cranky ghost. Like he's like, why are you <laughs> bothering me? He's like, my life was long enough. Leave me alone. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> Classic. <laughs> um. Ogan, do you have one? No. Uh, like, I think I remember as a kid growing up hearing all of these stories, nothing really scared me till I got to Revelation. Mm. And I think that's because as I'm reading these Bible stories, it's like, well, this stuff happened already. It's not affecting me. But, you know, growing up in sort of an evangelical, more literal interpretation of the Bible, I'm reading Revelation. And what's scary is, again, that idea of, of being one of the left behind to put up with all the stuff and then there's right. dragons and, and fire breathing monsters and horsemen of the apocalypse and all pestilence and all that stuff and so there was this constant fear of like am i gonna be taken up <laughs> or yeah. am i gonna be left behind you know, to the to the point to the point yeah. where I re, I remembered I remembered you know okay way over here now I remembered as a as a as a teenager right having my first sexual experience driving home really believing that like at some point the ground was gonna open me up the like you were going to hell up, now that you and I'm, and, yeah. I'm, and I'm driving straight down yeah. as as a result of it so the kind of like the kind of like 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 trauma around yeah. sexuality you know yeah. that like that was that was my scare i well, mean 
Jesus waited to come back until after you had sex. That was key. In the moment, like the moment he was like the moment Ogan even like remotely touches a boob. That's it. That's the moment. That's the moment it's happening. Listen, where's my listen, white horse? Right. I, I legitimately believe that. And you just almost made me spit in my girl. <laughs> my nice microphone no, right now. But, like, but that's it. All right? three of us grew up in, in, in an evangelical yeah. setting that we truly were taught that kind of thing. Yeah. And this actually brings me kind of to my point that I, I was about to make, which is so much of what my is going running through my head is not biblical. It's theology that was pressed upon. Right that is not that is not actually in a bible um but actually where my brain went after all that spinning was to a sexual experience in the bible and it's scary as hell and terrifying is lot having to have sex with his daughters to like keep the line going and yeah. like what is what like oh. that story is just i i don't i there's there are several stories i mean i can count them kind of thing of like why is this here but i've been able to kind of find my way through it that is the story that i'm like i don't why is this here yeah like i mm -mm, this is nope. not okay on any level <laughs> nope <laughs> there's no level and i mean and and i mean quite honestly if you look up the story like the girls get their dad drunk and have sex with him to get pregnant to like it's not even him it's oh god it's just it's not just gross though like that's my point it's not just right. a gross story it's a scary story it's a yeah. horrifying story yeah 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 lots yeah. of drama there so ogan for me it was uh when i would go to a movie i thought that's the moment jesus is going to come back <laughs> and i'm in a movie theater like even if we're watching something totally innocent i just had this like I'm doing something that God might or might not like, but they gave now. us so much power. Oh my God, Brian, what if you heard secular music in that movie? Uh, yeah, I mean, <laughs> what? Although Jesus might have just ordered some popcorn and said, Hey, this is pretty good. Did I miss anything? <laughs> what are we watching? The Goonies? Great. Yeah. I love this movie. <laughs> there you go. Oh, God. Okay. So listen just avoid all those like the plague <laughs> like the plague and that i mean that's what revelation well says, the plagues right? let's also go to the plagues the plagues are pretty terrifying stories yes yes they are yes they are like yes. they're pretty terrifying and revelation then adds a bunch of lethal plagues to jesus return just to mm. make everyone feel better i mean i think we're on number seven or eight now no <laughs> yes. no the cicadas the locusts were 10 so we might be on 11 we might be coming up on 11. Wow. So. What was January 6th? Was that the eighth plague? Mm, that was the, were we killing the firstborns there? I don't know. Like, <laughs> I don't know what was happening. They're, they're, I don't know. But Pharaoh's heart was definitely hardened. That's yes. what we know. Yes. Safe word. <laughs> safe <laughs> word. <laughs> we're not gonna disclose our safe words. Like, that is not like a question. That is not a question that popped in my head and that I then was smart enough not to ask. I'm gonna just tell you that right now. That didn't happen and not at all. Oh, That's good milk for you. Does. <laughs> milk duds. Thanks for thanks for asking by not asking. <laughs> milk duds. In insect secretion or whatever. <laughs> if you encountered one, would there be a discernible difference between an angel or a ghost? I'm gonna stop there. Yeah, would there be a there. discernible? <laughs> I'm gonna stop right there. Would there be a discernible difference? 
Uh, I don't think so. Ooh. No, I think I think so. I I mean, read read the whole question because okay. <laughs> if you encountered one, would there be a discernible discernible difference between an angel or a ghost? What about a demon? How do any of those fit into your theological framework? So I think I think we we put the label angel or goal angel or demon onto a a, a ghost. ghost or some experience based on where we stand theologically, right? So mm. so depending on where we are in our religious indoctrination or fervor, when we see a ghost, is it is this an angelic creature or is this demonic creature? I think we're I think maybe that's where people people go with that and maybe if they can't decide um but part of it is the imagery of what we've been told an angel or demon might look like mm. thank you uh yes you know dante yes. and inferno also shout out to frank peretti remember those novels oh, yes <laughs> this come in darkness and all this those present novels. darkness this present darkness and all the frank peretti those novels that i uh Yes, devoured those as a teenager. Love those books. Talk yeah. about talk about things that scare the shit out of me. Yes, that, that was a whole other thing. I didn't I didn't believe that spiritual warfare was a literal thing until I read those Frank Peretti novels when I was like twelve or thirteen or whatever. So those were a whole thing. Um, but 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 ghosts again. So I'll, I'll say this: Do I? do i believe of course that um there's more beyond this life that we can perceive with our five senses yes and do i believe that there's possibly energy or or presence of people departed absolutely i do um i i i could swear to you that that there were two distinct times for example i encountered jennifer after she she passed away and um, part of uh, when it happens, I always go back to that Harry Potter quote uh, uh, that or that Harry Potter scene when when he's killed by Voldemort, quote unquote, killed, and he's in he's having this like you know hallucination or or whatever, and he's in the train station with Dumbledore, and they have this whole long discussion. At the end of it, Harry Potter says to Dumbledore, "Is this real or am I imagining it, or is this just in my head?" And he's like, what's the difference? Right. Mm. So, so did I actually have an encounter with, with the spirit or the afterlife form of Jennifer? Sure. Maybe. I don't know. Was it all in my head? Sure. Maybe. What's the difference? It sure as hell felt real <laughs> in, in the moment it was mm. happening and distinctly different from if I call her up in my imagination. Right. So we can, we can, we can think about people bring up images replay stories or even create fictional accounts in our mind this was not that this was this was me literally for example feeling her presence behind me or hearing her mm -hmm. sing or i remember this one time i was doing yoga and i was laid out at the end in vipassana where you just like laid out you're sprawled and you're just in that cool down thing and all of a sudden it's like she's right there floating above me and like i could see her head and like like the top of her uh you know neck chest and then the rest of her is just like um drizzled off into like light light and like that was a very clear experience <laughs> that i wasn't thinking about 
I'm like, I just did an hour of yoga that stretched me in places I didn't know could be stretched. And I am exhausted and I am just like laid out and boom, there she is. So, but I'm not calling it a ghost, right? Um, mm. You know, my, my girlfriend, Ava, she, she's a medium as well. She, she detects the presence and energies of people who have departed and like, it is a legit real thing. And, you know, I asked her if I could share um, one of her stories and, you know, she, I remember she was going on a trip to Colorado. It was a retreat. It was like a, this women's retreat. She's going to Colorado and um, on the way to the airport, you know, she's on the, she's driving to the airport. I'm on the phone with her and she asked me if I know this person by a certain name because she really feels his presence. And so on. I was like, no, that's not ringing the bell. She gets to Colorado. She's meeting the women who are there. And one of the women talks about how she's like, like her husband had died recently and she's grieving him and so on and so forth. And, and Ava asks, is his name, she fills in the blank, is his name, let's just call it George for this example, is his name George? Because that's the name that came to me as I was coming over here and he talked about blah, blah, blah. And it turns out it was right. So, so there's, there is this legitimate, um, I would say afterlife experience of people who are still, what do you want to call it bound to this earth or, or we can feel their energy or presence. And some people are more susceptible to it. You know, mediums are and stuff like that. I used to think there were like, you know, some, and, and there are some who are not legitimate, who are just playing mind tricks on you. But then there are others who for them, this is a real experience and, and they're neither angel nor demon. Right. And, mm. and I, and I think that when we put our, put our theological um, imprint on these things, one that's part of how we come up uh with with this idea and what Evu says to me is like i have never met one that was um in any way shape or form um for lack of a better word evil in nature mm. right or or with or, the intent to harm or with the intent to harm yeah anything yeah. like that now does she use the word ghost no no, she uses like presence or energy or the word, the word, the word she would use is, is spirit. Spirit. You know, yeah. yeah. Got you it. Know. Of course. And, 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 and it comes to her in many, in many ways, like <laughs> they're like in many, so sometimes she hears things, sometimes she feels things or smells things. Like one time she's like, do you smell chocolate chip cookies <laughs> happening bacon right now? I was like, no, I don't. Okay. But why don't we go get some? And that's right. So that's my next thing. But, but now that you mention it, I could sort of. So I'm. I'm but sort I could of like, have one. Yeah, I'm sort of like the barometer for her. So if because I yeah. I am not sensitive in that way. So if I'm hearing it or smelling it, it's probably really happening on, in in this earth plane, this five sensory experience. If I am not, then it's something she's she's sensing as well. But but it's legit. So what about you, Shannon? I um well how it fits, I, I, I specifically have this interest in like how this fits into my theological framework. I have certainly, I, I have not had those experiences and I, that does not mean I don't believe um, that people don't have those experiences, right? Like I have certainly had grief so deep that I imagined the person that was there that wasn't, right? Um, uh, 
somebody in my first church died very suddenly and very tragically. And it was a huge, just massive grief for that whole community. And I was walking through the church and somebody was in the kitchen and I, I literally saw him in front of me. Right. And, and I, even in the time I was like, it can't be him, but grief just does things like that. So I have had those experiences, but how it fits into my theological framework is for where I've come down is that demons to me are something internal um like uh we other people we interchange it in our house with something like the saboteur right like there's a demon in you that's telling you you can't do it or that's like and and i actually i think that's very biblical to see demons right. in that way yeah. um or like the voice of depression or the voice of anxiety would be a demon like we we actually do use that language and and i actually really appreciate that language cuz i'm like okay right it's not healthy and i need to remember that it's not healthy this voice isn't healthy and it also um, helps biblical stories of you know driving out of unclean spirits a little bit it does more relatable like, yeah um like the the man um oh my gosh the place starts with a g where they chain him up in the, the garrisons garrisons man thank you yeah and and like the man probably has schizophrenia right, right. like he probably has a genuine mental diagnosis <laughs> right but they call it a demon and that makes perfect sense to me that they would call that a demon i actually think that's really helpful language not that those people are demons but that there's something that takes us over that is separate from us yeah. that we need to understand the reason why i i stopped at the angel or a ghost to to me those are not um i don't see i see i see an angel not necessarily as a good or a bad figure. Like I, I see it as a neutral figure, right? In, in scripture, it is a messenger of God. That is what an angel is. Um, I think if Gabriel appeared to me and gave me some message, like Gabriel appears multiple times. And by the way, we say he with Gabriel, but I'm not really convinced that Gabriel's he or she, or, you know, anything really, any gender. Um, and the first words are, do not be afraid. So for me, that's kind of a neutral, you're, you're here for a purpose. And I experience that voice through dreams. I cannot. And so, like I said before, it's not that I don't believe that other ha others have that experience in waking life. I don't experience it in waking life. I do experience that in dreams and through my emotions in dreams and believe very deeply in that, quite honestly. What? Yeah. What's interesting is is the the idea angels from God, demons from the devil, right? So we've got we've got that sort of connection, and you know when when we when we do our Bible deep dives, you know we we realize that's that's the evolution of of the Hebrew people because originally, you know when we when we go all the way back to like when Saul was tormented, right? It was it was what was it an evil spirit or a demon sent by God? There was, there was, there was no, there was no opposing, there was no, there, there, there was a part in, in, in the Hebrew people's theology where there was not an opposing force to God that, that came up later, that was created, invented, joined the narrative later, you know, some people say that was, that was, um, 
um, what in 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 embedded from the or taken on borrowed from the Zoroastrian idea of light versus darkness when they were in exile. You know, there's a lot of thinking around that, but right. but part of it is. I think if we get too deep into the angel demonology thing, sort of to Shannon's point, there's this um, using it as an excuse, a bypass for our own accountability and responsibility, yes. right? The devil made me do it. Yeah. Yes. Sort, sort of deal. And, so this and, is not on me. And and even just the way I described a demon is in, so um, years ago, Derek, my husband wrote a blog post back when we blogged, which I haven't done in years. Um, What's that? <laughs> what? What is that? But he wrote this, he wrote a blog post called Demon Days. Mm -hmm. And it was about, and like I said, um, this is language we use in our house regularly. And it was his depression voice was very, very loud. And he basically described yeah. what happens to him when his depression voice takes over. And he called it a demon. And I wrote a mirroring blog post called Living with Demon Days about what it's like to live with someone. And these are public blogs, like they're out there. I'm not, you know, disclosing anything that yeah. isn't, you know, out there about what it's like to be partnered with someone who lives with this kind of demon and, and understanding what is the voice of the demon that is coming out of my husband's mouth, you know, quite honestly. And yet, understanding that it's separate from him but it's also part of him you can't you can't ignore yeah. that that you can't um uh, uh, he's not trying I, to unload accountability thank you like yeah. you're not trying to shirk responsibility right. of your actions and what you're doing he's but very aware of the language yes but we're all but it's also really helpful to name kind of this third entity that is, yeah. is existing yes. which is like i know you wouldn't normally say that so what's going on yeah. um yeah. so brian what about you what about your theological framework of these of these kind of angels and demons and ghost language yeah when i was in uh evangelical slash fundamentalist circles in college um real party time i hear there would be ah. there would be times so i was a part of this uh you know campus ministry and i remember being around certain folks let's say uh the power wasn't working with the sound system before our like weekly worship meeting they would say that's satan interfering <laughs> satan doesn't want us to <laughs> to to declare the gospel to these unbelievers who are going to come to our meeting so we'd literally pray over the the sound equipment and then somebody and would kick it and turn it off and turn it on and it would work <laughs> I'm trying to I, ain't, I, ain't, I ain't laughing at you because it's stupid i'm laughing no, no, no. because we did it too no 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 Been there, right here's the thing i'm not laughing I've, i'm laughing because i've had the exact <laughs> same experience exact same experience and this idea oh, yeah. like that we that this like this meeting that makes no difference at all almost in the history of humanity is somehow going to be worth any energy for a you know an evil yeah. being to disrupt is you know of course laughable in hindsight but so i do have some of those experiences in my background um in general i won't say that i feel like i've had um encounters with spirits or, or ghosts i did have one experience in in high school where I was in a car accident that could have been really, really bad. 
and a woman, uh, I was a, like, I fell asleep and was sound asleep and it was a four lane road and I was in the middle lane. And if her car hadn't been there going slightly slower than me, I would have just kept driving into who knows what, or who yeah. knows who. And she was wonderful. And she like drove, like the car was totaled that I drove. She drove me to the campsite where I was camping with my friends and like, was so nice to me when I just hit her car and we could never find out her information later from the police. So it, it just felt like if this person wasn't there, my life could be very different or over. And so that felt like an, an angel encounter, you know, whether I want to press that or not, I don't need to, but it, it right. was something that for me was the closest experience I've had like that. I will say I do like shows about angels or whatever like there was a show with holly hunter and her name was grace in it grace saving grace i think it was mm -hmm. called years ago and i like i loved that show yes. but part of the reason why i loved it is it was like this very ambiguous like the angel wasn't necessarily pure and perfect right and asking her to like live this life in a way that was complicated and also i really love holly hunter like she's <laughs> underrated uh, like oh, one of the most so, underrated actors and by the way if you're oh not watching God. succession like she is oh, hot notch oh. on it you know let's not get um, off on the succession okay right now. not not okay. right now not Although, speaking of demons <laughs> yes and i will say this was mentioned i think in pre-show the current uh netflix i think it's top 10 on netflix midnight mass midnight like mass. It hits this question to a T, sort of discerning the difference between good and evil, angels and demons. See, and that is just getting to that the theology. I don't put angels and I mean, I do when you say angels and demons, like I see them as opposites. But if you just say angels, like I don't see an angel as purely good versus purely bad. I And that is my. Yeah. So, so you know what TV show? You know what TV show aligns with that? Lucifer, if you watch. Lucifer. Yes. Wait, wait, wait. Lucifer. What's the one? Omens. Oh my God, that I one's so that. funny. Good Omens. <gasps> you would love it. Good Omens. Is that oh, what good it omens. is? Oh, Good Omens. Yeah, the, Good the, Omens. The, the oh Terry Pratchett, my God. Uh, so uh, good. The Damon book. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no, no. Yeah, yeah. So, so, so good. Oh, yeah, I saw that. Like, I saw that. Yeah. I saw that. And read the yeah, book. that's one I need to see. No, really, watch really, it. Really good. Oh my God. Um, you will watch it like on repeat for a while because there are just so many jokes that you like you it's hard to catch. But but the you know? the fun theology of Lucifer is again the demons are simply are are not evil. They have a job and their job is to torture evil people. Like so, what if we change these words to like messenger or right. agent? Right. Like these are not right. We've 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 put something biblically on these words that are not actually yeah, there we have you know so the last thing i'll say about the lucifer show which is some an interesting theological twist is that people are the so people who did quote unquote evil things in their lifetime they are in hell but they're in hell and stuck in hell because of their own guilt yeah. So if they can find a way to absolve themselves of their guilt while in hell they are released from hell and the role of the demons is simply to torture them by get this being cast members as they relive their worst experiences on earth so nice. so they're everybody's in their room in, in their specific room in hell they're in a time loop reliving their their worst moments of life and the demons are basically cast members right so it's a it's a whole fascinating theology 
which which begs you to question how you interpret things and 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 one more thing before we move on is i i found an article that ties in nicely the whole ghost and the previous haunted house question uh which is i i discovered that in some states if you can prove or make a claim that your house is haunted after you purchase it within a few days <laughs> you can actually get a refund on your sale and and this this started uh in this started in new york right there was um in the 60s um uh, 1960s to the early uh 1990s there was a there was a woman who lived in the house she believed the house was haunted right because she saw uh people dancing on the ceiling because oh what a feeling exactly good 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 one um so anyways so so you know she she passed away the house was put up for sale somebody bought the house and when he learned that there was this haunting and this sighting he tried to get out of the sale and the real uh, whoever sold the house to him didn't want him didn't want that they're like no you bought the house he sued made it all the way to the new york supreme court and they decided that in his favor, in his favor. so basically the <laughs> new york supreme court decided yeah the house is haunted give the man his money back <laughs> Wow. And they're forced. So according to Zillow, they're actually four states that according have laws. to Zillow. I love <laughs> Zillow as a policy on this. Hey, hey, don't knock Zillow, man. I know. Fortunes are made Zillow, awesome Zillow. Zillow says my house is worth way more than the appraiser no. says it's worth. But there are four states. There are four states that have laws on the books regarding paranormal activity. Par H1 oh my gosh. And, and real estate. Wait, yeah, wait. Do you know what they are? Just uh, no, I did not. Right. But I'm just curious. I'm just so, curious. I'm curious about the uh, just. I'll be really full disclosure, transparency. I'm curious about the political leanings of those. Four here we go. States. Here we go. New York, New Jersey, Massachusetts, and Minnesota. <gasps> so oh. they're all like Salem areas. <laughs> go. Good point. Oh, it's all the Salem like. Mm, interesting. That is, that is wild. Oh. <laughs> that I, and is so good. I will say uh, this is shifting slightly, but not entirely. Um, the World Series starts tonight, and the Angels have won a World Series, but so far the demons come up empty. Wow. Okay. Who are the demons? Uh, they don't have a team yet. So. <laughs> oh, okay. Right. Or I was going to say the Yankees, but no, they've got all kinds of. No, wins. they're you know yeah no like it's it's yeah okay so moving on. What would you say to someone who believes Christians should not participate in Halloween celebrations? The day known, also known as All Hallows Eve or All Saints Eve is celebrated on October 31st. It's also Reformation Sunday, in case anybody is curious. And the Eve of Western Christian Feasts of All Hallows Day. It begins the three-day observance of All Hallows Tide because we can't get enough of saying All Hallows. <laughs> <laughs> the time in the liturgical year dedicated to remembering the dead, including saints, hallows, martyrs, and all the faithful departed. Does your church celebrate All Saints Day? And what beer do they drink? And what beer do they drink on All Saints Day? I think you know. <laughs> the resurrection. Exactly. The resurrection. Which I'm just about to finish my second. <laughs> there you go. And see the part of the serve. The part of the liturgy that gets awkward on All Saints Day is when you say all rise and there's. Oh. Sorry. If you're in my church, 
they're really close to it. All right. So my friend, Jamie, I just want to put this, my friend, Jamie posted, um, like this, it's a, it's a like repost kind of thing, but this is real. Like, so this is somebody who put a handwritten note on their door on Halloween. Right. And it says attention, satanic socialists. Oh my God. This is the home. I mean, it starts out just beautifully, right? Oh my gosh. <laughs> this is the home of a patriotic Christian family. By the way, they misspelled Christian. Of course they did. We, we work hard and pay taxes. We do not celebrate Satan's day. We do not give away free candy to lazy, entitled freeloaders. That's socialism right there. No handouts. Welcome to America. Wow. If you want candy, get a job and find Jesus. It's like, oh, I can't even finish it. OMG. <laughs> bunch, of, bunch of smarties right there. How did we get here? What happened to us? Like, first off, <laughs> welcome to America, you bunch of freeloaders. Welcome Ooh. to America. America was built on freeloading. Yes. <laughs> like, <laughs> well, listen, that note itself is welcome to America. Oh my God. That's, that's what, that's what, that's what America. A patriot, by the way, oh, a patriotic wow. Christian family. We could do a whole episode on that whole. We probably should. Right there. <laughs> I mean, like, is that real? That feels like someone who wants to mock people like that wrote it. I think that's real, Brian. That's that's I think I think this is what back to your bumper sticker on like it's so like, meta. Yeah. No, that's real. That's a real thing that took place. I think my kids might run into a house or two like that this Halloween. We we have a house a couple of houses down. Derek and I know I've talked about this before on the podcast, but like they they give out tracks on Halloween, yes. like the Christian tracks. Like bring them to Jesus. Mm-hmm. Nice. Yeah, yeah. You that's freeloaders. Stay you free lo- yeah, freeloaders. Reloaders, I love it. Jesus, oh my god, (laughs) get a job. I mean, these are like six year old kids. Now, what kind of candy would you give with a tract? You know, if you wanted it to be received well, a full size candy bar, (laughs) seriously, that's 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 a good and 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 a little bottle of something for the parents, too. Mm. Oh, okay. So, pro tip, everybody, um, our neighbors across the street are um older without kids like their kids are grown and they have um shots for parents and you get a shot while your kid's getting candy and then you get a beer for the road i'm coming to your neighborhood for i love it you are more than welcome to and derek and i every year are like this is this this is who we strive to be yeah. Like this is our nice. Um, the kids are like, Mom and Dad, haven't we hit this house already? Oh, it's okay. <laughs> You're like, no, no, no. We no. we went there and then we we got to come back on the way home. No, we also all the mom. So the you know we're we're in a like very traditional suburban neighborhood, which can, we can have all kinds of discussions about, but that's what we're in. Yeah. And um, so the group of us go together, and all the moms have their coffee cups full of apple cider and bourbon or wine or whatever's in their coffee cup. And the, yeah. I mean, the dads are honestly, and, and sometimes the moms are too, but like there is free flowing. We're just walking around with beer. And when our kids were little enough to have a wagon, like there was a cooler of beer in the wagon. Nice. Like we did not pretend. There was no pretending here yeah. that like, <sighs> this is our neighborhood. Welcome I, to our neighborhood. I love it so much. Welcome to Maryland. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so this year, um, 
Halloween is on a Sunday. So does mm. that mean trick-or-treating happens Saturday night? You know what? I asked that to our neighborhood association, like yeah. on Facebook, and they came at me. Oh, they were like, well, Halloween is on Sunday. So that's when we'll be trick-or-treating. And I was like, I was just asking a damn question. <laughs> Back up, mama. Yeah, some of us work on Halloween morning. Well, so part of me was like, well, I want it to be Saturday, but then I have to work the next day. But Derek was like, you mean I have to leave football to go trick-or-treating? Oh, there you go. Priorities. I know. That's, and I was like, well. That's how I feel about it being on Saturday. Cause that's those are the oh, games yeah, I care about. So we're doing it. We're doing it Sunday. Cause that's when Halloween actually is. Actually. Damn right. And I'm like, okay, then everybody has to work the next day. There's like three of us in the neighborhood that have to work on Sunday morning, but everybody has to work on Monday morning. I think Holland yeah. and Zealand communities near us, which is where our kids usually go, have both said Saturday instead of Sunday. I just feel like that means I can drink all day. <laughs> I was going to say, like, as a person who works all day, <laughs> as a person who works on Sunday morning, I would think you would want it on Sunday night, so you'd have to worry about it the night before. I'm okay with it um, because I can take Monday off, but I just feel like there are people that can't do that, you know. Right, eh, um, they're lost. <laughs> there you go. There you go. I, I, don't I mean, know. two of our kids are out of school Monday, so. Like, exactly, I'm, and they're not drinking, so you know, so they, they get, can take care of me. So that's exactly really okay. Sugar them up and send them to school. Perfect. <laughs> so, so here's my situation. I am now down, I think, to one kid who's willing to trick or treat, and she wants to just be dropped off at her friends so she can go without me. Like this feels like a real loss to not go trick or treating. Really? I was going to say the liberation. If you has would begun. like to <laughs> trick or treat, by all means, come <laughs> on over. It's like you, well, you the, just described. I will like my... sit on the couch and have a great time. <laughs> you just described my dream scenario, though, like cooperative parents, free flowing alcohol. You know what this is, Shannon? We the, do the, that to get through the damn the, trick or treating. I love it. Oh, you know, you know no. what it is, Shannon? The empty nest syndrome is starting to kick in it is it is because his there. his youngest is the age of my oldest yeah yeah and so there's like right. so so talk to me in, in five years you know yes. like like i'm five years behind him so talk to me in five years he's but like, right he's now like, it's i coming to an end i fully admit it's just it's not a burden burden but it's like <sighs> just set aside the candy corn uh, I've, I've I've gone to the point of being so cynical about it now that I don't I don't even do the handout candy thing anymore. I'm just mm. like, nope, my kid's gone. I'm done. We're done. We're done. We're, wow. Well, we're done. we have arguments yeah. like, you know, Derek, Derek doesn't. So Derek didn't grow up. I mean, this has been on the pod before, but like he didn't grow up doing Halloween because it was the Satan's holiday, right? No, like ne neither did I, both yeah. Satan and 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 cultural from the Caribbean. I was gonna say, does Barbados even do it? Like is no, it even well, a thing? Well, a lot of people do now because America has infiltrated all corners of the earth. Sure. But but me We me, have truly taken over. You have. You have. But but and you better up, bear no. a wig big poofy white wedding dress on your day so. seriously growing up no we didn't we didn't i didn't have that either no. yeah no I, I to be honest it's tuesday and i don't even know what the kids are doing like yeah I don't... yeah i know but but we were trust me we were still given the horror stories about razor blades and candy um you know <laughs> oh my god even though where even though no one was celebrating halloween <laughs> like where did those get started oh my god so, so 
This yeah. isn't in the question, but I do want to say like, yeah, are we going to answer the actual question? Uh, no, we're not. <laughs> um, <laughs> I mean, if we want to like, so actually I was in a, I was in a clergy group meeting yesterday mm -hmm. where we're talking about um, churches, you know, like uh, Sunday scriptures and stuff. And um, I'm doing all saints day on Sunday, but a lot of them are waiting until the seventh. November 7th. So mm -hmm. I was surprised by that, honestly. Mm -hmm. Um, but we're doing it. And I do, we we actually don't have a lot of tradition around All Saints Day. Um, I do think it's important to uh do it this year in particular, mm. quite honestly. Yeah. And and let's let's also remember when we're going out there and we're dressing up, <laughs> please learn the difference between appreciation and appropriation. <laughs> Some people's culture, not your costume. I just feel the need to say that. Okay, yeah, I might get in trouble at this, but my friend sent me a meme um, that was of a of, of black woman and it said, I've heard I can't dress up as a serial killer this year because it's white appropriation. And I laughed <laughs> so that's hard. Good that is no, a that's, good that's allowed. That's allowed. <laughs> I laughed so See, hard. I've been... <laughs> That's I've been super tempted to order a pink jumpsuit with like a, a triangle shape and a hoodie. So, you know, uh, Squid Game. <laughs> so, you know, the. Okay, uh, I was like, I'm sorry. Are you, you going she, to. Have you watched Squid Game, Shannon? No, and I will not. Get That's no, why it's lost on Nope, I refuse. I refuse. I'm, why I'm, do I want to watch people in pain? Sorry. I watch people in pain every day. Why would it's I so want good. to watch And speaking Korean. But, you know, they're actually, uh, they have been protests in South Korea around the economic conditions there. People have been wearing the Squid Game outfits while they've been protesting. So, uh, so, yes. Isn't, that's, but uh, isn't both pink and triangles some kind of a gender thing? That's actually where my mind went. Are the jumpsuits pink or they're red? Well, I'm the colorblind guy, so I should I think they're pink. They're bright pink. But no, they uh, the 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 weird weird face masks that cover up the entire face with a triangle, a square, or triangles, you know, yeah, donate levels of authority in the hierarchy. But it's a whole thing. But anyways, um, yeah, that's gonna be a, that's gonna be a already predicted, and that's gonna be a big Halloween uh, costume if we can if we can get them here. What with the back shipments of yeah, right, all the things all stuck on us. No, my uh, my favorite meme is with this supply chain with this supply chain backlog, Americans might actually finally accidentally discover the true meaning of Christmas. Gadoom. So I'm down. I'm I'm down. I'm down with that. Um, I like that one. That's a good uh, one. Yeah, I I I I to the response honestly about Christians who should not participate in Halloween. What you say to them is like, stop scaring your children. Like like you are traumatizing your children with basically like scriptural and biblical abuse if because if they're not participating and you got to give them an answer why and it involves demonology and hell and all this sort of ridiculousness and that you are traumatizing your children stop halloween is no like that thing that note i read scripture talks more about being anti-patriotic by the way anti-nationalism than it does anything to do with halloween i mean that's just honest right. like right. if we want to yeah. actually talk about what why anybody would be a christian 
and anti-Halloween, like there's no sense in it, except for the fact that you would be just about anti anything Americans do. Right. Um, I mean, that that's what it comes down to. And and there's also the there's also the pagan origins of Halloween that people make references to. And what I want to say to those Christians is, do you are you really aware of how many pagan holidays <laughs> you are observing or, or rather you've appropriated or still observe um in all your all yeah. your festivals and celebrations sure easter you want to to christmas oh, absolutely you know that tree yeah. christmas tree pagan easter bunny pagan like number 25 pagan. you know you're not you're not you're not you're not saving your kids from anything so stop terrorizing them stop scaring them and you know let them get some candy that's ridiculous. Also, you have to watch uh, Peanuts. You know, it's the Great Pumpkin, Charlie Brown. I mean, again, if you want to talk about anything about appropriating and all of that, you know, like, and and I'm going to guess these families celebrate Thanksgiving. Like, there's that too. That is, honestly, if there's anything, the most American holiday there is, because it is an American holiday. Like, I, I just... <laughs> I, yes. I don't understand. I don't understand. If you want to talk about, uh, and and actually we could probably talk more about this next week, just as we get into it, because All Saints Day is November first. Um, right. The the oh the thing is it coming to me? The Latin American culture that celebrates Dia, Dia de los Muertos. Dia de los Muertos. Thank you. Day of the Dead. Like it's a beautiful, it, it really is a beautiful celebration. Yeah. We, I don't think we do enough in this country of celebrating and remembering those who have gone before and we leave people to suffer in silence. Yeah, because we, we, we don't talk about death. We don't talk about death and and we sanitize death, we do. you know, completely. And and we leave people out there lonely. And part of that is theologically uh, uh, theologically based as well. Death is the enemy, right? Death is death is death is Satan's domain, mm. right? I mean, I and remember Jesus, and Jesus quote unquote conquered death. So, right. Well, I know. was going to say I remember very vividly in seminary when a professor was like Jesus conquered death, and one of my classmates had had literally just watched her mother die. I mean, yeah. took care of her and was like, "I'm sorry, no." Like yeah. there is death, like death is real. And this language we use is, is we understand it, but it's also like, let's talk about it more. So we become, my, my point in, is in that we become scared of things like Halloween for no reason, because we're so afraid to talk about death yeah. um, and what comes after it. And and not knowing, and also the comfort in not knowing what comes after, right? Because we want the certainty, and this is this yeah. is the other piece of this. Yeah. There's there's so much, so much of the fear around death is around the fear of not knowing what happens next, and and there's a certain sense of our safety is in our knowing, and if we don't know, we feel unsafe, and 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 we are seeking comfort, and we want to stop the thing that's feeling unsafe, but we can't we can't stop dying. Um, and and the fear of the unknown, we have to make peace with and be comfortable with it, um, you know. And and 
part of this also, you know, the next the next stage of this is discussion on like reincarnation and people are like, do you believe in reincarnation? And my response to them is always, listen, I got enough to take care of in this life, <laughs> right? <laughs> if, it, if that's the thing, then then when I'm in the next life, I'll take care of that life. But but I got my plate full here right now. Thanks. I'm not going to give a whole lot of energy or thought uh, to that as well, which which is, you know, doesn't often go over well with in in my tradition and my faith of unity because people love them some reincarnation um as as well so but yeah that being comfortable with death that's a whole thing so of course we don't celebrate it we 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 avoid it you know like the plague another another thing that we talked about before right um and and i think that's that's part of our that's part of our journey and to borrow from other traditions like 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 you know dia de los muertos and borrow from those traditions that that focus on death as as not not the end of existence right because that because the people who have passed on they, they live on in us and in our memories and in the things they leave behind and what they did while they were alive and we celebrate that and honor that and i think what we you know there is for some of us we do do that you know um but but we make it a we make it a very fixed time limit you know get a couple of days off work and you got to go back to work three or four days later and and not honoring a grief process that takes years and um and we're just expected to to move on in a hurry and it's it's not it, it's not fear it's unhealthy emotionally physiologically spiritually um yeah so we, we gotta do a better job around death absolutely well, thank you, friends, for tuning in to Pub Theology Live. You can show your love for the show by becoming a supporter on Patreon. You get access to pre and post show banter. And as Ogan noted at the top, if you sign up before the end of this month, speaking of uh, October 31, you'll get a free PT Live pint glass. Visit patreon.com slash PT Live to get started. And of course, a big thank you to our current patrons. You can listen to the show anytime on SoundCloud, Stitcher, Spotify, Apple, and Google Podcasts. And by popular demand, our top five cities for people tuning into the podcast this week, coming in at number five, Alexandria, Virginia, number four, Zionsville, Indiana, number three, Cairo, Michigan, number two, Houston, Texas, we see you Astros fans, and number one, Canyon, Texas. So getting some love down in Texas, wherever you're tuning in, thank you. And if you want to see your city hit the top five, tell a few friends about the show. You can watch us live on Tuesdays, usually around 4.30 p.m. Eastern on Facebook Live. And if you'd like to find or create a pub theology gathering in your town, check out all the info and resources at pubtheology.com. Until next time, friends, drink responsibly and keep those conversations flowing. <laughs>